Thank you, Cassie, for uh, describing a little of what I was going to try and describe this morning uh, to, when I was going to try and tell you the true story of Master Sote San's life leading to his enlightenment. Master Sote San was born in a rural area of South Korea uh, in a farming family. Uh, relatively poor. Um, at a very young age, before he started school, he started asking the questions a lot like what Cassie was describing. Asking why, why, why. His parents, who were very loving and indulgent in the most possible way, encouraged him and supported him and never uh, chastised him for his extreme interest in the truth. When he went to school, they weren't quite as understanding, um, and he didn't last there long. Uh, because, uh, you know, asking questions and over and over, never, never finding the answer wasn't the way you're supposed to learn in school, then, there, or even now. So he left school, and at the age of six, he heard that the answers to his questions could be answered by the mountain spirit. And there was a mountain behind his house. And so every day for four years, he climbed that mountain and prayed to the mountain spirits all day long, came back home at nighttime, a real mountain, probably probably two miles to climb up that mountain. His parents, again, encouraged him, supported him, under, seemed to understand the depth of his need to find this answer. Um, so here the, here's this little boy. They even, they, they even built him a place to sit up there and to pray. They sent him every day with a lunch. And he did this every single day, rain, snow, sun, heat, he kept going. Finally, around the age of 11, he decided he hadn't got an answer from the mountain spirits. He hadn't gotten anything. He hadn't seen any mountain spirits and found any mountain spirits. And he heard that there were people in Korea that were with this dharma of some sort. So he went to find a teacher to teach him about the Dharma, about the truth that he was looking for. And for about the next four or five years, he traveled and looked for a teacher close, wherever he could at that age. And again, he found no one, except for perhaps people who were charlatans. But he never found a real teacher, and he never gave up. Finally, at the age of 15, he got married. Um, it was a family situation. Um, that was a very lucky thing because around that time, he started really turning inward. And he started contemplating and meditating, even though I don't think he knew what meditation was. But he was meditating. He was contemplating. He started going into deep periods of samadhi for days at a time. He 
got weaker and weaker and, and sicker and sicker at times because he didn't take care of himself at all. Fortunately, he was there in a rural area of Korea. If he'd been here, he might not have, he might have wound up in a psych hospital instead of becoming a great enlightened master. Things got worse and worse. He didn't bathe. Um, he did, he, his hair was long and disheveled. His nails were long. He would often spend the day at the river just standing there. But luckily, in the society, nobody bothered him. He just stayed on his way. Finally, after years and years, I mean, all these years from 15 to 26, on April 28th, 1916, he woke up one morning and, and everything was suddenly clear. He could see all his answers were clear in his mind all of a sudden. He saw himself and he said to himself, I, what have I been doing? You know, and he cleaned himself up and he groomed and he, you know, and he realized everything he'd been looking for all at once. Great clarity, great depth of understanding. As it turns out, in history as we know it, he was the second person to ever do this. To be to find great enlightenment, full enlightenment of the Buddha, first one being the Buddha himself, who also found his way without guidance and became the guider who would help other people follow his path so that they didn't have to do it the way he did. Master Sotesan decided immediately that he wanted to also teach people about his path. And he began by looking to see what, what he had never learned before, learning about other faiths. And he quickly realized that the faith in the world that was closest to his great enlightenment was the faith of, was the teachings of the Buddha. And so he said that he would be that the Buddha would be his uh, original source of inspiration. But he didn't have the Buddha to reach Buddhahood. He didn't have anyone to teach him. And he dedicated his life to creating a path for us so that we could reach great enlightenment without having to go through what he went through, which eventually caused him, uh, well, was part of what ended his life at a relatively young age, all the um, adversity that he went through. So I was thinking today when I was thinking of telling you this story, I thought, can I call this a story? Story sounds like something that happened long ago and far, far away, you know, and, and it's kind of a myth. And I thought, okay, I wanted to somehow convey this happened not very long ago at all. People saw this happening. People witnessed his what happened afterwards. You know, this is not a long ago story. This is this is a modern story, and it, but it's so amazing, so remarkable that it's hard to get our minds around it. 
what, what is this great enlightenment? Um, and people today have done some wonderful speaking about great enlightenment. Um, I certainly don't know exactly what great enlightenment is. Um, but I know that there's a path that Master Sotesan dedicated the rest of his life to creating for us, for everyone in the world, to create a better world through creating great enlightenment in each individual, creating societies that would be founded on that great enlightenment rather than external rules or, or ideas that, that would be founded by internal light. The internal light that's in all of us, the Master Sote Sun expressed first and then offered us a way to find there in ourselves. So I thank you for listening and happy Great Enlightenment Day. <laughs>